To conclude all six parts of episode four, remember, if you're going to get started, you have to know where you're starting from, and it's really important that you keep data along the way. Every person is an individual, and we all react differently to exercise, sleep, recovery, and food. Knowing how your body acts in particular to those things is extremely important to your success. And so it's important not only to assess where you start from, but record everything along the way. So another thing that we, you know, want to talk about here is body composition. And unfortunately, I think when people think of fitness, they think of people with six packs and being all ripped. And women with six packs, I would tell you, for the most part, are not super healthy. Uh, We're not supposed to have six packs. We're supposed to have a, a certain amount of subcutaneous fat that allows us to make estrogen. And estrogen is really important for our bone density. And The truth is we don't have to look like a fitness model to be very fit. And I'll be honest, I've run uh, quite a few races. I've um, competed in a lot of different sports. And I'll tell you at my, I ran a half marathon and I got my ass kicked by a whole bunch of old heavy folks that probably weighed twice as much as me. And they're just blowing right by me. And I'm like, huh, (laughs) that's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) But you know what? They put in the time, they had the fitness and and they weren't wearing a knee brace like I was because I, you know, injured myself from overtraining. So, you know, we kind of want to think about a few things here. And 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 one is, yes, there is uh, I think weight beyond which is not healthy. You know, BMI is one of those things that a lot of folks use, but others argue like, well, if I have a lot of muscle mass, my BMI is going to be higher. Uh, But generally speaking, we want our BMI, which is, uh, it's a ratio between, I believe your height and your weight to be under 30. I'm technically overweight because my BMI is about 26, but the truth is I'm uh, overweight. Like I'm, I have a lot of muscle mass, so I weigh more. But if you saw me out in public, you would not think, oh, she needs to lose some weight. I look pretty healthy. But, you know, when we're talking about kind of having a cutoff point, 30, I think is, is a good cutoff. And it's not just for health markers. Our joints take a beating when we carry excess weight. A lot of folks who think they need knee surgery will often be asked by their doctor to lose weight before they have their knee surgery. And by the time they lose the weight, they realize that their knees don't hurt anymore. And that's a, that's a fairly common thing. Uh, We don't want to be doing damage to our joints. And then our measurements, waist circumference, for example, uh, over 35 in women and over 40 in men, 40 inches is associated with a much higher risk of cardiovascular disease and stroke and and diabetes. And, And that's just something we want to avoid. All of this can be remedied with a little bit of endurance activity, strength activity. And paying attention to your diet. And and again, like I I recognize that there's this sort of healthy at any size movement and people don't like being fat shamed. And I'm sensitive to that because again, like I said, we evolved to want to eat high calorie foods. However, when it reaches the point and we all know people in our lives whose weight has begun to limit their ability 
to participate in activities they would like to participate in or keeps them from going places and doing things and may even be limiting their ability to take care of their households and themselves. And that's something that I think people really need to think about. You know, is your weight impacting your lifestyle? And are you happy about it? I'm not going to go any further than that. But if you are interested in changing your body composition, again, just like with diet, needs to start with paying attention to where you are now. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about different ways to assess your body composition. And like we've already said, you can simply take your height and your weight and calculate your BMI. There's many calculators online. You can also just measure your waist. A lot of folks will do different ways are different measurements such like neck or upper arm or thigh. And then of course, there's just getting on the scale, which can be hard for folks. Yeah. And they'll just walk by that scale, you know, yeah. and the other one is the pants test. Yes. Can I get my pants on today? Right. Or do I need to get a bigger size or do I need to get a smaller size? I think, you know, the thing that keep important, keep in mind with the scale, some folks I liked when I have a body composition goal, I weigh myself every morning at the same time. And it's just, it's not that I'm going to cry if I'm up a couple pounds from one day to the next. It's just something I kind of pay attention to. Because if I weigh myself once a week, I'm kind of counting on all the conditions being right for me to have lost weight from one week to the next, where, you know, if I'm about to get my period, I may be up three pounds. Or if I ate a really salty meal, I might be up a couple pounds. Whereas if I, you know, there's reasons why you might shed a whole lot of water and, and other things. So I, for me, weighing myself every morning kind of helps me keep that in mind. But if you're going to use scale weight, I, I do think every morning is probably more ideal than once a week, just so you can observe the overall trends. But some people can't bring themselves to do it more than once a week. And that's fine as well. Or once a month. Yeah. I told like, don't be afraid of the scale. Use it as a tool. Yeah. It's just data. <laughs> it's just data, right? It's not, it's like, it's not moral or anything. It's just, I give people homework each week and I tell them, I'm going to ask you about your homework, not because I want to make you feel bad if you didn't do it or shame you, but so because it's like a science project and I need to know which data is working, what, what variables are working and what isn't. Exactly. A lot of times they do not want to say, I don't, I didn't do it. And, you know, with shame, it's like, well, okay, I just need to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's important because it's like, well, why didn't you do it? Uh, so I was actually talking to my cousin today. He was asking me for some advice on his training program. And he told me uh, he's been deadlifting, but he's been doing sort of higher reps. And he says it's starting to be a little scary. And I said, why? And he said, I'm, I'm just afraid that my form is going to slip. So I said, well, then why don't we just reduce the number of reps you're doing per set? So instead of doing four sets of six, why don't you do, you know, six or eight sets of two or three reps? So you're still mm. getting the total number of reps, but you're going to conserve that time that you're, you know, extending yourself here. And uh, you're going to be much more, much less likely to fatigue to the point that you hurt yourself when you're only doing two reps versus six. And he was like, oh my gosh, that that's great. And my motivation in telling him that is I don't want him dreading his workout. Right. I don't want him going into that workout being afraid that he's going to hurt himself. And 
And he, while he's not the type to necessarily avoid it, it might keep him from adding weight to the bar or he might end up hurting himself just because he's being overly cautious. And I think so, like you said, when you're, when you're assigning homework, we need to assign homework that people are going to do. Right. And so we need to, like a lot of folks, I think when they get into fitness or diet, they're like, I'm going to go on this extreme diet. I'm going to run 10 miles a day. I'm exaggerating, of course, but it's like, well, what can you do? What can you fit into your day? Like, can you do 10 pushups every time you walk into the kitchen off the counter? Because most people can probably do that. Right. I try not to put before I, I didn't. I, I mean, I learned it from working with so many people over time in compliance, but I'd write out like, here's your third day. You're going to hit this third day. It'll be a full workout. They would never do it. Mm-hmm. I've been pretty much no one ever did it. So I did learn to give them small little tasks that maybe would take like just do five pull-ups today. I don't care when you do them, just get them in or mm-hmm. just, you know, do five minutes of this mobility thing, you know, just, just something that will help with whatever I'm trying to, you know, to address. And I make it in small bites, so to speak, so that it's not like, oh, well, this will only take me two minutes instead of, you know, 45. Yeah, no. And I think that's really important because again, if you're not, I can write you the most perfect program in the whole world, but if you're not going to do it, it's not going to help you. I have many written programs that have never, ever been used. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will agree with you on that. Yeah. I think the the main thing that we wanted to get across here is that, you know, there's a lot more involved in, you know, fitness and, and changes in your lifestyle than simply what you're doing in the gym. And we really need to keep all those things in mind. And I encourage everyone to keep a training journal. It's it, like Nancy said, it's sort of like your science experiment of, of you and learning how your body works and what you respond well to and what you don't. And I encourage people not just to record their exercise, but like if they're wearing a pedometer, put in your step count. If you're trying to watch what you eat, you know, make some comments about that. If you are worried about your sleep, record that there. And what you're going to do is you're going to end up creating this data, this book of data on you that you can go back and review and you'll actually learn a lot about yourself and what you respond to and what, what is good for you. Yeah. I just was telling a client today, you know, start a journal and it's not just about writing what, you know, your exercise, but I use, you know, they say journaling is good for you. And I've tried, I have so many journals I've started and haven't finished, but I started using my own training journal as my daily journal. So I write down what I did because it's usually, it can be a lot related you know, how was my sleep last night was this, my stress is this, here's what I did today for workout, I did this much walking. And then you just go back, like you said, and you can see what's working and what isn't. So, and I do think if people take more ownership of their exercise and their health, and that's, that's a great way to see what you're doing, they could see how it's not that a daunting a task. Yes. Yeah. And I, and observing the ability to observe yourself is, is it's something you have to practice and develop because most of us just kind of wandering through life, not really paying attention. And if you can, at the very least, just start paying attention, you're going to find opportunities to make things better. And I think that that's far more helpful in the long run than you know having someone put you on some extreme diet or some extreme exercise program. 
because ultimately, yeah, we can, we can change a lot of things about ourselves through very small efforts. Like I said, I, I've mainly just been walking my dog and I decided at Christmas that I was a little too fluffy. So I started reducing my calories and just paying attention, trying to get more plants in my diet. Uh, and it's working. I'm, I'm not doing anything extreme, just paying attention. Consistency trumps intensity. Exactly. To conclude all six parts of episode four, remember, if you're going to get started, you have to know where you're starting from. And it's really important that you keep data along the way. Every person is an individual, and we all react differently to exercise, sleep, recovery, and food. Knowing how your body acts in particular to those things is extremely important to your success. And so it's important not only to assess where you start from, but record everything along the way.